Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This episode is brought to you by the 24-Hour Musical Project. By the what? The 24-Hour Musical Project. It's a community fundraising project that brings together local artists to produce a full-scale musical with just 24 hours rehearsal. Oh, thank goodness. I thought it was a 24-hour longer musical. No, 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 no. A regular length musical. But no one knows the show until 24 hours before the curtain. Not the cast, not the band, not the crew, not the audience. So why not join us? You could be that cast band crew support volunteers or buy tickets come see the show check us out at 24hmp.com Welcome to Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. Today we're going to talk about musicals, just for something different. Is everyone excited? Yeah, yeah. you are. I'm excited. Um, my name is Miranda Selwood. At the table with me today, my co-host... Zane C. Weber. Julie Eisentrager. And our special guest today is... Jack Kelly. What do you do with yourself, Jack? What do I do with myself? Well, I'm a TV host and I put my hand up a puppet, so it's pretty good that we're talking about this show. Avenue Q. (laughs) We're talking about Avenue Q, the puppeteer's delight. (laughs) Uh, And Jack and I have actually done this show together. And Zane. Uh, Yeah, thanks. Forgotten about. (laughs) (laughs) Quickly forgotten about. (laughs) Wow. I didn't forget. I was just talking about Jack and myself constantly. Oh, I won't Um, hold it against you. (laughs) But before we continue talking about me, let's talk more about Jack with our Get to Know You guest quiz. Are you prepared for the questions? I'm a little bit nervous. (laughs) Don't be nervous. I'm super pumped. No, I'm super pumped. Ready to go. You're a professional. Come on. Well, do you need something to stick your hand up to make you feel more comfortable? (laughs) Do not offer me that. (laughs) I have a fluffy book here, but we'll talk about that later. Fine. Okay, Jack, Mm, mm. which musical character would other people compare you to? Okay, I, good start, I don't know, is my answer. No, 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 but I think it's anyone that would be stressy. So I need some help from you guys. Who's a stressy character that I would be like? (laughs) Rod from Avenue I know, I know, but I want to show everyone that I know more musicals in Avenue Q, maybe even one more. Just one more? Just one more. Just one more. Seymour. Oh, shop? yeah. yeah. Mm. I do wear glasses. Yeah. Also, he's stressy. Yes, and I do like plants. Yeah. So I think that's enough for me. And there's you a pop like in that plants. as well. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Podcast forever. All I can do. Okay. I'll take it. Well, forget about other people. Okay. What musical theatre character would you like people to compare you to? Horton the Elephant. Aww. Aww. Is that your answer yeah. too? Yeah. It was it? one of mine, yeah. Aww. Do you not want it now? I don't know. No, no, well, I've done this quiz more than once. So. Okay, fine. 
Yeah. No, I just, he's great. He's lovely. He's got big ears. So do I. It's great. It's a match made in heaven. No, your hair covers <laughs> it. It looks fine. A little bit. But he's also he's such a pure character. Yeah, exactly. Like he's got no malice in him the he's whole show. He's, he's cute. He's uh, friendly and helpful and he loves everybody. Mm-hmm. Got a trunk. I want a trunk. He's and very I don't Jack think Kelly. he puppets anything. <gasps> Guys, we found it. <laughs> Does he have yes. like tiny people that live on him or near him? Or yeah, something? but it's on, it's like a flower on a dandelion. On a dandelion. Yeah. On a dandelion. Yeah. Very normal. Absolutely, yeah, that's the most normal thing. Do you have any small pets? Small pets that you can carry around on a dandelion? No, I've got a dog, and that would not work out for me. <laughs> Just get a really big dandelion, you'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Comedy. Uh, what is your dream role, Jack? Um, well, it was. Oh my gosh, it was Princeton Abroad in Avenue Q, and then I did that. Um, wow, so someone really nice must have given you that role. <laughs> oh, she's she's a dreams bit, dead. She's now. a bit colourful. <laughs> um, I think it would be um, probably Jack from Into the Woods. I reckon. I'd, I've never done it before. Due to the vocal range, oh right, <laughs> there's probably about a few notes up there that I can't hit, but I think that'd be so much fun. Don't fake worry it. about the notes. Fake yeah. It. yeah, fake it. No right. one can hit Just them. talk through them. <laughs> That'll go well in Sondheim. Speaking of Sondheim, what's your favourite Sondheim show? Into the Woods. Mm. Surprise. Woo-woo. I love it. It's so much fun. And I really did like the movie version. It's scandalous, I know, but I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I'll admit it. Did you? Yeah, I did. Good. Because I'm, you've played I'm the witch sorry. Before. Is it controversial to like it? I wasn't aware that it was controversial. I don't know. I felt like there was a lot. There of... were there were two camps. Mm, there was mm. uh, yeah, okay, camp at a <laughs> no, how dare you camp, as yeah. it usually is. I liked it. They made some changes, you know. They did things differently. Uh, we'll talk about that at some point, I guess. Whenever we do an episode on Into the Woods, mm, someone's got to do it. Maybe Jack will come oh, back. Why didn't I pick that? Oh, because you picked the best show ever. Okay, all right. Fair enough. God. It's got fur. What's your go-to shower song? Oh, that was a fun noise, wasn't it? <laughs> Maybe it's that one. No, I, I don't <laughs> sing. I like to make weird little squeaking. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun for everyone to listen to. Um, <laughs> it's not a song. I just like do a lot of humming, like a monk. Just like, hear me hung, Gregorian chant? Yep. That's what I like to call it. I've never once heard that term before, but I'll oh, use really? it. Oh, really? Oh, you should look up some Gregorian chants. Shall we do like some now? I, like I think what you is like Himalayan throat meditation is what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Just with a bell in there. Yeah, yeah great. <laughs> that is my answer. Okay, okay, I'll take it. I'll Are take we okay it. with that? Are yeah, we accepting this yeah. as an answer? If he doesn't sing a song in the shower, then that's... Come in the shower, you hum away, buddy. Thanks. Okay. You do you. All right, here we go. Put on your controversy hat, Jack. Uh-oh. You have to delete one musical mm-hmm. from existence. Mm-hmm. It's Cats. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hang on, hang on. How many lives? How many lives? I, I think that's the ninth. I think so. I is think it officially? I think dead. it's gone. <laughs> yes, yeah. guys, we did it. Oh, wow. I, I'll have to go back and check. Uh, but a lot it, of people have deleted that. I think that. it's not quite nine, I don't but think it would have been I think if we'd let everyone say it who yes. wanted to say it. Because okay. for a while we instated that you can't say <gasps> cat's rule. Oh, well that's it, how bad it is. Oh, I don't know what I'd say. I've just got so much hatred towards that oh, show. Wow. So, it, doesn't, just, it doesn't bounce off onto any other Andrew Lloyd Webber because that's very common as well. Oh, no. Poor Andrew. <laughs> Poor Andrew. We are quite mean to Andy, aren't we? Yeah. Sorry. There's just, there's just not much in that show. 
There's no. a lot of cats well, in that. There's show. a lot. There's a lot and not much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No. And there's a, a there's lot also of do- some dogs. What? Yes. There's wigs. Yeah. Dogs. Yes. There's dogs and cats. In what the, part? The cats play dogs. It's very all oh, those pol- cats, the pollicle dogs. <laughs> they tell a story about. Do- anyway, let's I not talk it. about cats. I if you want to hear us talk about cats, feel free to head to our Patreon page, patreoncom everything I know. Throw us a couple of bucks a month, and you can listen to the cats episode. Mm. Um, also, it came up as our number one musical that needs Christmas. It did. In our Christmas we listed it number one. Number one. Can you imagine cats one. just, but the set is all Christmas fine? So there's I just don't like a giant Christmas tree. I don't no, want to picture that. <laughs> sitting there watching cats for two hours, but just watching cats destroy a Christmas tree, that's it. No more music. Maybe that would be better. Just maybe the music with unsung running in the background while they destroy a Christmas yeah, okay. tree. Yeah, see? Back on Let's board, make it right? work, guys. Let's make this happen. Much better oh, show. Maybe maybe for next Christmas. Like a seven, eight foot of, tree. If we get enough Patreons, okay. um, then... Uh, I'm going to make that, that our 1,000 Patreon goal. <gasps> okay. If we get 1,000 Patreons, we will stage cats <laughs> as Christmas cats. I'm excited. Christmas cats. <laughs> Christmas cats. <laughs> now I'm worried that it's going to happen. <laughs> make it happen, Christmas everyone. Make it happen. Cats. Christmas songs for Christmas cats. It writes Christmas itself. songs for Christmas. I've got to stop. Um, <clears throat> play that special music you do in between the bits zone. All right. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that musical interlude. Um, have you missed us? We've missed you. Hey. <laughs> um, so we're going to jump right into it. We're talking about Avenue Q today. It's a musical that was on the Broadway. It's mm-hmm. been on the off-Broadway as well. It's been everywhere. Everywhere. It's been worldwide. Worldwide. So many different productions of this one. There have been a lot. Yeah, a and lot. a lot of different looking puppets as oh, well. Yeah. Worldwide. My, oh, that's there. one of the best parts about this. We will link some of those puppets <laughs> in the show notes for this because it is a rabbit hole that one should never go down. <laughs> you never stop. But now that I've been down there, I need oh, to share it with everyone. <laughs> I remember going down it uh, when we were looking for puppets for our production. And uh, yeah, there was because, some interesting ones there. Because we were going to make our puppets at one point. Mm. And I remember we had like the first working beat where we were all sitting down with scissors and we were like, what do we do? Wait, what? <laughs> how do we make a puppet? And then we looked at the images and we were like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Too hard, <basket. laughs> Too hard. Let's just get them from New Zealand. Thanks, New Zealand. Thank uh, anyway, tell us about the show, Jack. Okay. Chime in at any point because I might leave out issues and um, little fun facts and stuff like that and storyline arcs. No? no. Okay, all right. We're all going to sit here perfectly silently until you're done. I expect Your time that. starts now. So, Avenue <laughs> Q. It's a musical conceived by Robert Lopez and Jeff Marks, two amazing people. And um, it hit Broadway in 2003. Um, but before that, it was off-Broadway in March and it quickly jumped to its fun little home in July. So fast. Yeah, yeah, so fast. And then uh, it went back, right? It did go back. Hmm. It went back because it is actually ranked number 24 in the longest-running musicals on Broadway with over 3,000 <gasps> 3, performances. I got very excited about it's that. too excited. You got too excited. <laughs> so, yeah, then it, went, then it went back to off-Broadway. It's still running, though, right, off-Broadway? Yep, yeah. still running, Yep, which is pretty cool. It may creep up yeah. from 24. Yeah, maybe. Do you think? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you think it'll go it's back? It's going to run forever. But does that counter go just 
I don't when know. it's on its first run. I've no idea. Anyway, we're, 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 anyway. All right, so. <laughs> I thought you were going to be quiet. Yeah, I will. Okay. So for anyone that doesn't know who's been living under a rock, this musical looks at, um, addresses issues and anxieties and moments that a lot of 20-something-year-olds go through when they're navigating their way through early adulthood. And it does this in a very Sesame Street parodied format, so much so that there are puppets and humans singing about these real issues like the internet is for porn and everyone's a bit racist. Um, and it's in the sort of way that we all grew up with. Like, we all grew up with these sorts of messages playing on Sesame Street and, like, play school and all that sort of stuff. So it's a very tongue-in-cheek musical in that sense and it does it really, really well. And I think that's why it's so successful because it's so accurate and everyone can relate to it. It is com- very relatable. Yeah. And... Oh, a little too close to the truth, maybe? (laughs) Well, it's also transgressive a little bit. I mean, there is that puppet sex scene. Which is the best. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Because it makes you feel so uncomfortable. (laughs) Well, I think it's great. Anyway, but what I really, really, really love about this musical is that it's a real underdog. It actually beat Wicked in the same year for... Best musical, best score, best book, which is pretty amazing. Yes. Best score over Wicked. Yeah, take that, which I agree with completely. Let's just take that in for a moment. (sighs) Better music than Wicked. According to the Tonys. Well, the Tonys are the standard (laughs) that we go by, so. I'm I'm, I'm not saying that it's not. It's just like, okay, well, let's, let's stop laying down, like, declarative statements of which is better. <laughs> They're both but very successful music. They are. If yes. we they were are. to. <laughs> if we were to maybe compare them, Avenue Q would win. I just <laughs> love an underdog story, so that's why I love this show and what it went through. And what I was going to say is that when they first pitched it, when they first had the idea, was that it was going to be a TV series like presented on like Adult Swim where there'd be like oh, little episodes. Yeah, and more like Crank Yankers. Yeah, exactly, where they'd have like songs and skits presented in the same format but just done on TV, which oh. is so cool. I would have watched that it show. It could have been episodes that ran for years and years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Oh. Maybe one they'll you, still do it. But which one do you think they would have made more money out of? Because they're making a lot of money mm. off it still. I think I, I think know. Avenue Q as a Broadway show really kind of because it was the first of its kind and yeah, yeah I think that really if it was a show like Crank Yankers, I think it would have come and gone. Mm. Yeah. I don't yeah, think true. it would have yeah. gone that's on into perpetuity. We're not still talking about. Because it is kind of one gag and it is mm. kind of that what can you make a puppet do? Yeah. yeah. Whereas as Maybe Avenue it Q couldn't you have survived season after season. Correct, but, yeah. Mm. All that material in one show works. Yeah, I think the reason that Sesame Street and the Muppets have had the success that they do is because they they keep getting a fresh audience because it's kids. Mm. And their fresh kids audience. grow out of it. That's true. New kids come in. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Rinse and repeat. Mm. Rinse and repeat. Um, fun facts about this show is also that Gary Coleman was offered the role of Gary Coleman, <laughs> and I love that so oh much. <laughs> but he missed the casting. Little meeting. Turned it down. Yeah, I know. Bit awkward. Yeah. But yeah, it just no show for the meeting and then was like, oh no, not interested. Anyway. It's an, it's, it is that. an odd choice for him not to play do yourself. It. Hmm. Because he, he didn't like have like a conflicting work schedule or anything. He just didn't want to do it. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the reason why he didn't do it. Because it makes fun of his non-conflicting work schedule. And but did him, he even know that? He didn't turn up manager. to the meeting. 
He was a no-show, man. But they went from that to saying, okay, well, let's go as far away from Gary Coleman as we can. Let's cast a tall white woman. Yeah. And that's who did it yeah. for the workshops. It wasn't mm-hmm. until they actually got into performances that they were like, well, actually, we should recast this. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not exactly sure why. Yeah, do you think it was out of guilt or were they just like, who No, knows? well, they say that they just, they found the best person for the job yep. who mm-hmm. happened to be a black woman at yeah. that point. And now there's a lot of talk about, you know, what is casting a, it racially yeah, yeah. inappropriately and when, in fact, that's how they had originally cast it. Yeah, and I mean... If and it's purely be... just with the purpose to be as far away from the Gary Coleman type well, as yeah, possible. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. And when you've got puppets in the show, like, it's, it's obvious that you're using representatives... <laughs> Of a character, yeah, yeah. not necessarily the character. It's not yeah. going to be completely biographical <laughs> yes. in any way, shape or form, I don't think, Gary. So it's all good. Don't worry about it. And I don't think the show itself is 100% politically correct all the time. <laughs> and that's somewhat their gimmick. Mm. So <laughs> can I think of a point in that show that is politically incorrect? Um. <laughs> I'll think. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have any other historical things? Because I know that it, it, it had a workshop where they workshopped it before it went to off-Broadway, but as far as, like, the conception, like, that's all I know. No, it was meant to be a TV show. They couldn't get funding, and yeah. so they decided to put it all together mm. and made, made, made a Broadway of it. Made they made a, a hit. Broadway. Yeah, they made a Broadway. <laughs> they made a Broadway. Uh, there were quite a lot of songs uh, written for it that didn't make it that have made appearances in other promotional things since. Yeah, there was a jury duty one. A jury duty one? I did you say duty? I did. <laughs> of <course>. You're <laughs> <laughs> welcome. You love that thing. <laughs> well, we might move on and talk a little about the plot and characters mm-hmm. and then we'll move on to the music and then we'll talk about the casting and then we'll do the... Uh, the and then soon enough, the whole episode's going to be over. I'm yeah. sad already. Okay, so I am going to talk about what happens in Avenue Q. Puppets. Puppets happen. Yes. I know Puppets that. Happen. I know that bit. Uh, so Avenue Q is set in an outer, outer borough, not just an outer borough, of New York City. Um, it's a fictional street based on the ideal of Sesame Street, but uh, basically if Sesame Street was Avenue A, for instance, um, Q is quite a fair way through the alphabet and down, down, down in the scale. That's the first lesson you learn in Avenue Q. Mm. It's the first place that Princeton finds that he can afford. When we went to New York, I tried to look for Avenue Q and there isn't one. It goes straight from the letter before Q to the letter after Q. And the one that is Q is called something like, is like uh, Richard's... Street or is oh, is up named uh, yeah I yes. think that's why they Stupid called it Richard Avenue ruin it for everyone exists okay <laughs> so it centers around Princeton uh, Princeton is one of the puppet characters um, but he is a puppet of a human as opposed to a monster puppet, which we'll talk about in a minute. So Princeton uh, graduates college and he is hopeful. He's got uh, his bachelor in English and he is ready to take on the world and find his purpose and become an adult. He's excited and exuberant and that's all going to be beaten out of him by the end of the show. (laughs) And Uh, as everyone does, he walks from the centre of New York City outwards 
looking for apartments for rent that are in his price range. Mm. And the first one he finds is on Avenue Q. Avenue Q. So the first people he meets are his about-to-become neighbours, Kate Monster, who is a kindergarten teaching assistant, uh, who lives in one of the little houses that we see on the avenue. So the set consists of three apartments um, and three apartments above those. Um, Rod, who uh, is an anal retentive Republican banker, also a puppet, uh, a humanoid puppet. Who inexplicably lives on Avenue Q. Inexplicably. <laughs> yeah, Avenue Q. what? Uh, with his roommate, Nikki. Now, uh, Rod and Nikki bear a striking resemblance to Bird and Ernie for no particular reason. I'm sure it's <laughs> Absolute coincidence. <laughs> uh, Nikki is a slacker of a roommate who does nothing and has no job. Uh, Brian, an aspiring comedian who is out of work, is married to Christmas Eve, his Japanese fiance, who is a th- uh, therapist but has absolutely no clients because she's uh, uh, terrible at being a therapist, would we say? Maybe she's just really good. Isn't it expressly said in the song? Blunt. Why she she's got it? blunt. But I have no clients. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why. No, no. Why? why? What does she do? No, she's... <laughs> she's you, well, do you see her, You see her comforting Rod later. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's, not, yeah. she's not great. She's okay. not great. Anyway. <laughs> not great. No, she's so um, good. She just fixes them first... <laughs> In the first, first so, session. First Ryan and Christmas Eve uh, live upstairs from Kate Monster. Uh, Trekkie Monster is a recluse. He is another monster puppet. And he is the one who you will most often see in the marketing material for this show. But well, he's the most striking looking. He's got horns and fluffy bits and... Mm. Yeah, he's he fuzzy. looks most very muppety, and he's muppety. big. Yeah, compared to the other muppets, he's quite yep. large. Yep. Yes, he he's is. A two-hander. He's one of the two-handed puppets. He, he is. is. Um, he spends all his days surfing the internet, looking at porn, and uh, now we come to the building superintendent Gary Coleman, who we mentioned earlier. Um, and he is a, a real life human, as are Brian and Christmas Eve. Everybody else. Puppy puppets. Okay, so uh, Princeton takes the apartment in this little block of six apartments and goes to start his life. We meet all the other characters um, and then <laughs> uh, the next section of the show we see Nikki and Rod in their little home. And uh, one of the greatest songs in the show, If You Were Gay. So good. Where <laughs> Nikki is basically saying to Rod, it's okay if you are because he thinks that he is. <laughs> and that's the entirety of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. Um, Princeton finds a lucky penny on the street and uh, muses about his purpose in life. Uh, Some moving boxes sing some great backup vocals in there and that's about it. We discover Kate's dreams and Kate and Princeton meet and we see the sparks start to fly. It's lovely. Um, Kate wants to start a school that's specially for monsters and as she's saying we don't want like humans there it's just for us it goes into talking about racism and how everybody is just a little in a very tiny serious bit song racist oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Princeton has uh, uh, he briefly gets a job. Is yeah. that happening here? A temp here? agency. A temp agency is yeah. answering some phones in a call center or something. Mm-hmm. Really great, um, but it doesn't last very long. So he ends up having to write home to his parents for some money. Uh, cue the entrance of the bad idea bears. So Princeton's got a bit of cash in his pocket and the bad idea bears come in and they say, hey, you, Yay! Can, you could spend that money on like food and rent and things or you could buy beer. Yay! 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 <laughs> um, so I love those bad um, idea they convince so him good. to spend all of his money on beer. Um, uh, does anyone else's bad idea bears say, Yay, Kmart! Oh my, Yay! All the time. <laughs> <laughs> my bad so idea is, yeah, Kmart and also KFC. A lot of things that start with K, really. <laughs> Such a bad idea there. Uh, so much. Um, then we meet uh, Trekkie Monster and Kate. They talk about the internet. Kate is uh, going to go in and teach her first class in her kindergarten. And about she's decided she's going to teach a class about the internet, which uh, Trekkie Whiskey. interrupts. And uh, we go into the internet for porn. Um, Kate and Princeton are getting along, shall we say. <laughs> Love is blooming, despite the fact that, you know, Princeton has no job and he's going nowhere and... Kate's moving up in the world. And is it I always feel like this she, is a She's a kindergarten point. assistant. Yeah, but she's going to teach a class, Zane. Okay. She's right. stable is what she if is. If that counts as a promotion, I'm happy to go <laughs> anyway, along with that. Uh, Princeton has made a mixtape for Kate. He gives it to her. Kate gets all excited. Oh, my God, he's made me a mixtape. He really likes me. This is so exciting. Uh, Realises then that actually Princeton has made a mixtape for everybody, uh, but asks her out anyway. So they go to the Around the Clock Cafe where they see Brian doing a bit of his stand-up gig. It's terrible. Uh, sorry, Zane, but it was bad. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't write it. I didn't, <laughs> didn't you, Zane? No, I just sang about not wearing underwear. We all saw you in the dressing room <laughs> scribbling something down. <laughs> um, we also at the cafe meet Lucy the Slut. Um, who, incidentally, in the school edition version, is just called Lucy. Oh, funny that. Okay, yeah, good, yeah. Good. Just hmm. so you know. I wonder Great. why. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if she even <laughs> sings her song. Yeah. Kate's boss, Mrs. Thistletwash, is named <laughs> Mrs. Butts. Oh. <laughs> just good. I'll take it. That's great. <laughs> you can't say twat in the school edition. Bets. No. Bets. Just bets. Uh, so, <laughs> she sings a sexy song. Uh, the Bad Idea Bears come in again. They suggest that Kate and Princeton get drunk. They do. They go home and they have a wild puppet sex. <laughs> That's pretty much what happens. Um, the next morning, uh, the <laughs> Kate... Sleeps in, accidentally misses her class. She gets into big trouble and I believe she gets fired. Does she yep. get fired? Does she say yeah. that she quits? Yeah. She quits. Yeah. She was oh, in the same moment. Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't fire me because I quit. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so things aren't going well there. But in the meantime, um, Rod has a dreamy moment where he believes that Nikki is saying to him, I love you. And we see Rod getting very excited about the fact that he and Nikki might finally become an item, but it doesn't happen, which is very sad. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Cute. Oh. Cute. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Um, what happens next? Oh, God, we must be almost at the second act. The wedding? The wedding! Yeah. Christmas <sighs> Eve and Brian are getting married and at the wedding... Nikki accidentally lets it slip that he thinks that Rod is gay. All hell breaks loose. Rod's like, no, I can't be gay. I've got a girlfriend in Canada. And it's obviously a lie and things get really weird really fast. Um, Princeton starts to get a bit like, whoa, um, things are going too fast for me with this. Because Kate catches the bouquet. Kate monster. Yeah, well, it's a stressful moment for any boyfriend, (laughs) isn't it? It is the lighting state. (laughs) And, uh, And we finish off the first act with Kate singing woefully about how things have gone wrong in uh, her relationship with Princeton. Oh, my gosh. This shouldn't take so long. Who knew knew that puppets would have such a complex musical? I know. Mm. Well, basically, the first act does all of the teaching moments, really, until we get to finale where everything wraps up. So the first act is all about, let's... Do some Sesame Street type songs. Sesame Street type songs. We'll meet some characters. Fun, fun, fun. A little bit of plot happens and everything goes wrong. Cue act two. So then act two is like the unfolding of the everything goes wrong moments. Um, Princeton's really depressed. Uh, his friends will come along and say, hey, you need to get outside and get going and get out of this slump. He runs into Lucy the Slut on the street and things happen, as they tend to do with a character named Lucy the Slut. Um, <laughs> so she stays over. <laughs> uh, uh, which Kate finds out and then that all gets a lot worse. Uh, Nikki has been kicked out. And of he's his house just living on because the street Rod is so outside angry at him. the apartment. So he's living yeah. on the street. He's completely <laughs> homeless. It's so sad for him. Uh, Kate has written a note to Princeton to say, hey, let's meet up and chat. And for some reason says, let's meet in the entire state building viewing platform because that's not romantic at all. Mm. Yeah, that's what friends do. <laughs> that's yeah. At midnight. Yeah, everyone. Mm. Yeah. Pardon me. Um, Princeton doesn't actually get that message because of the whole Lucy business who interrupts the note. Uh, So Kate basically gets stood up. She throws the penny away. Now, this is more important than it seems. This is the penny that Princeton gave her, the lucky penny he found on the street. Um, And it hits Lucy the slut in the head. And when you drop a penny from that far up, it can kill a person. What are the odds? And Lucy ends up in hospital. In a coma. I only just understood this bit of the show. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> wow! Oh. Welcome to the story, Julie. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Princeton goes to visit Lucy in hospital. Um. He meets up with Kate there briefly. <laughs> they have a quick chat. Things still aren't going great for them. We move on. Princeton's very upset, but he gives Nikki, who's begging on the street, a quarter. And then he feels really good about himself. It's like, hey, if I give you some money, I've donated and these amazing, wonderful, good feelings come up. So you so should you give, you me, should give some money. me some money so <laughs> I can use it to help Kate so she'll forgive me. And then everyone will be happy again. And by everyone, I mean me and Kate. <laughs> oh, Princeton. <laughs> so close. So, uh, they He's try 22. And, yeah. <laughs> they try and uh, convince the audience of all people to give them a whole bunch of money. 
Everyone's already spent all their money buying Broadway tickets, so they don't have anything left. Uh, as, but Tracky Monster saves the day. Apparently he invested in porn and made a lot of money, which he's now going to give to Princeton to give to Kate because he loves the idea of the Monster Story School just for monsters. Because he got picked on when he was a kid. Yay! And if this was if this was a perfect Broadway fairy tale story, Kate would say, Oh well, Princeton, thank you. Let's get married and have little Muppet babies but it's kind of the real world so she Mm. says thank you but we should just take it slow i'm gonna build my school i'm gonna be really busy doing that you've got shit to do we've all got shit to do let's see how things work out the end (laughs) oh oh, (laughs) wait wait important important and nikki helps rod by finding him a boyfriend yeah Yeah, pretty big and Christmas Eve and Brian move out of Avenue Q because Brian gets a consulting job. Yeah. (laughs) Also, Lucy the slut becomes a born-again Christian. (laughs) No, she becomes a Scientologist. Oh. Oh, does she? Oh, no, that's the bad idea bears. Yep. Whoa. Yep, one of them becomes a Scientologist. (laughs) The bad idea bears both become Scientologists. (laughs) I thought it was just girl bad idea bears. No, they do everything together. Yeah, kind of just one. And Lucy's a born-again Christian. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. Everything wraps up. The only person who uh, doesn't change at all is poor Gary Coleman. Oh, he's the superintendent. Nothing happens to him. He stays exactly. He's fine. He's fine there. Yeah, he's always happy to be there. He's accepted his fate as per the song, Schadenfreude. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Oh, Gary. So then they sing for now and they say everything in life is only for now. So, you know, enjoy no one, it while it lasts. Yeah, and no one really knows what they're doing and we're just getting by. We're all just, yeah. Which is actually a really great message because it's so accurate. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um, just also briefly, the school edition, um, oh, as mentioned before. I was just thinking, how, how on earth do you, do you have a school edition of this? Well, Why? this is how you have the school edition of this. Most of the profanity and sexual themes are removed from the script at score. So I think so that leaves about 10% of the show. Cool. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend who lives in Canada, and you can be as loud as the hell you want, mm. Which is the Muppet sex scene uh, removed? Oh, oh. really? Uh, the Shocking. internet for porn is replaced by my social life is online, oh. and Trekkie's okay. obsession with pornography is replaced by an obsession with social media. Okay, uh, so it's only yeah, recent okay. that this is yeah. all about. I sort of see it now. <laughs> um, uh, because Trekkie Monster is the most social of all of them. The yeah. bad idea bears are altered to put less emphasis on alcohol. <laughs> Less? I'm pretty sure what Any? they do in like the three times they come on stage is shout, yeah, let's get drunk. Or Scientology. Yeah. yeah. So I guess just the Scientology is left. Um, so there you go. Uh, they It was done in consultation with – it was the writers and MTI who own the rights for the show. And they said they made the alterations to make it easier for high schools to perform, but maintaining the original intent and integrity of the piece. I think using the word integrity of the piece is Mm. just incorrect Mm. for Mm. the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's a different show. I think that's the opposite of what they were going for. Like I still kind of want to see it. It's it's like they've turned Sesame Street into Avenue Q and then they're trying to go back to Sesame Street. (laughs) Well, they do say specifically it's for high schools. It's not for children. 
Yeah, I wonder why. Okay. <laughs> this is Anywho, next week we're going to do Sweeney Todd School Edition and talk about how you make that acceptable. <laughs> but uh, for now, let's move on. All right, all right, all right. Oh, feel free to introduce yourself, Julie. I am going to introduce myself. I'm doing my job. Go okay, on. all right. <laughs> I'm just going to be over here being quiet again. Would you like to, like, send a text or something? I don't know. Some, anything to keep you quiet. We got Lollipop saying. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Julie and I are having a fight on air. I'm like, should <laughs> I leave? Is Julie's this normal? tell us about the music. In the musical Avenue Q. Maybe I don't want to anymore, Miranda. You have to. It's your job. <laughs> oh, girl. Stop fighting in front of the guest. Hi. Hey, Jack. I'm here too. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is normal. We'll just, just let them run. Run okay. their course. <laughs> All right. I'm going to talk about the eight additional songs that were um, written for Avenue Q that were used promotionally. That okay. were not actually in the musicale. Mm. So there was a song called Tear It Up and Throw It Away performed early in the first act between What Do You Do With The Being English and If You Were Gay, where Kate, as you mentioned this before, mm. Kate was called for jury duty and Nick advises her to ignore the summons, pretending it was lost in the mail. Classic. <laughs> Classic <laughs> things to do with jury duty notices. Oh, Absolutely. All being there. Um, there was a song called Time, which was a video created for the London production and originally shown on stage... Um, with projection screens during intermission and just prior to the second act curtain, which Nikki sits on the... <laughs> Sorry, I should have read this before I said it out loud. I know what's coming. Nikki sits on the toilet in the theatre's men's room at intermission singing about all the chores he's getting done between acts. Several oh. audience members waiting to use the stalls become increasingly annoyed. British comedian Matt Lucas has a cameo role. The song was cut during early previews for unspecified reasons but remained on the CD that accompanied the souvenir brochure and was shown at the final West End performance on October 30th, 2010. It's, it's on YouTube, I believe, so I'll, yes. try, I'll try and link it. It, it does my, say it can be sure I've seen it, yeah. On, on YouTube, so we'll put it, it on the Facebook page funny. as well. Okay, great. It sounds delightful. I really should have read these before I'm reading them out loud. <laughs> um, and can we just skip back? Matt Lucas is... Um, in Little Britain. Little Britain, yes, okay. Oh. Yeah. All right, just checking, just checking. Yes. Um, Rod's Dilemma, written for the Tony Award voters, this song spoofs Avenue Q's competition for the 2004 Tony for Best Musical and the entire Tony voting process. That sounds like a great idea when you're up for a Tony. (laughs) And they still want. Mock it. I know. (laughs) Well, that's kind of the Avenue Q ethos, right? So in Maybe a, that's why they won. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so funny. Like in the Rotary presidential election, Rod cannot decide whether to vote for the guy he has a crush on, symbolising the boy from Oz, or a wealthy man, Wicked, or an old friend, Caroline, or a change. So the neighbours advise him voting against your friend. Voting against? Oh, my God. The neighbours advise him against voting for your friends because they say you should vote for the candidate you think is good. Blah, blah, blah. Bloody blah, blah, blah. Also available on YouTube. <laughs> Only in Vegas. So this is a parody of Las Vegas-style show tunes and was written to promote the Las Vegas production. It features Rick Lyon operating a Steve Wynn puppet who tells the cast of Heaven UQ how happy they will be in Las Vegas. The song was performed so on Regis and Kelly. Oh, there you go. The things you learn. <laughs> uh, Rod's Christmas. 
found on the CD Broadway Greatest Gifts Carol for Cure, Volume Five. Who well, knew that exists? Was one of the better volumes. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good vintage. Um, Rod headlines at the Don't Tell Daddy's Cabaret and Nightclub. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's oh, no. a parody of Don't Tell Mama somehow combined with Christmas carols. Not sure how that works, but okay. Hmm. Um, the Holly Days, H O L I dash D A Z E, Holly Days, found on the CD Broadways again, same, 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 but volume eight. Not sure your thoughts on that, are Miranda? <laughs> no, no. Not eight a, wasn't n- all right, yeah, nah, fair enough. Uh, the members in the company sing about how they cope with stresses and the problems of the holiday season. Um, they were very Christmassy. They've got another one just called Christmas, which is purpose with new lyrics. And how much, uh, how much do the people in your neighborhood make? A parody on a classic Sesame Street song, Who Are the People in Your Neighborhood? I even said that in the way it's sung. Woohoo! <laughs> the song was written, um, super, super early and was curtsies, as they all were. Well, it, I think it was written for the TV show. And then it was scroll, cut when they weren't scroll, going to do a TV scroll, show. Right. Scroll, yeah. scroll, correct. <laughs> <laughs> so much suspense. <laughs> All right, let's what talk about, about stuff in the show. What made it in? Act one starts off with the Avenue Q theme, which is really boppy, very, very, very reminiscent of Sesame Street, mm. if some, not potentially some of the same chords. From off stage. Is it? There you go. Your Use things you learn. Mm. No, nah, I was on learn. stage. <laughs> what? Why? Oh, Zane, I don't think you're meant Why to be. Why do you on stage? You weren't meant to be on stage. Um, I was just sweeping. Really? No, absolutely not. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, we did a six-week season. <laughs> I'm pretty, how did I miss that? I'm pretty sure we were standing right next to each other. Okay, great. Jack. Okay, great. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, then we have Princeton singing, what do you do with a BA in English? Jack? Which, it's a good question, right? Hello. You've got it. Go on. What, what? does the song sound like? What do you do with BA in English and so, so on and so forth? What like? Amazing, so beautiful. It's a good song. I love that song. Where, 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 where? I think it was <laughs> still not as bad as Rent, okay? <laughs> he can whinge about his BA in English any day because he's still paying rent. <laughs> um, this whole show is a, it's like anti rent, it is about paying rent. Yeah. Which is all of life. I love it. This is like trying to be a real person, whereas rent is about trying not, not to be a real, a real person, person and sucking a life. Angst, yeah. angst, angst. <laughs> wow. <laughs> then we have It Sucks to Be Me, which is pretty much the whole company Brian, Kate Monster, Rod, Nikki, Christmas Eve, Gary Coleman, and Princeton. This might be my favorite song. Yeah. There are, is... there are three that are in contention. Yeah. Mm. So uh, BA in English goes pretty much straight into Sucks Me. Yes. And Very this is quick. where we meet all the characters on Avenue Q. And we hear their gripes. And yeah. that's often the piece that's done for promo stuff. Like yeah, you know, well, it's they did that on the Tonys, everyone. didn't they? Yeah. Yes. That was the one they did on the Tonys. Yeah. And it also probably features uh, the least amount of foul language. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Only one. It's difficult. One to big take. one, and then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably difficult to take other parts of the show yeah. to do in <laughs> general public performance. Uh, yeah. You mean something like if you were gay, can't be done in public performance? You can be as loud as the hell you want. Oh my! Everyone's a little bit rude. <laughs> my girlfriend who lives in Canada. 
a tiny little puppet bed. Oh, <laughs> just wheel it up. I was like, sorry, what I've doing? interrupted. Followed by Followed If You Were Gay with Nikki and Rod, which is where uh, Nikki if says to Rod, you, you know what? It'll be okay. He goes, I have suspicions. I think I'm correct. <laughs> Let's just project that onto you and see what you think. So good. Where Rod's like, nah, mate, nah. It's, and Nikki's well, he's like, really yeah, asking, mate. like, hey, like, yeah. I don't care. Can you just Tell say me? that you are just, so that we can get over yeah. this? So that we can all move on. <laughs> I think I've had many a conversation like that. Anyway. Oh, so good. <laughs> and meanwhile, Rod's reading, what is it? Broadway musicals of the 1940s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nikki, I am trying to read. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Purpose with Princeton and Company via Singing Boxes. Purpose. Talented boxes. It's that little flame. It's not one of my That's right. Under your <laughs> Everyone ass. will hear that now. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Sorry. It isn't one of my favourites, Purpose. I don't know why. I don't love it. I love it. I think it's a really great I Want song. It's probably like because it. it's so yeah. specifically an I Want song. Yeah, it I says it to you. But yeah. it doesn't actually say what he wants. No. But he like, wants... I will take any purpose. Yeah. I just want to know what it is so mm. that I can mm. go for it. Yeah, I like it. I like and the, the moving boxes. boxes. I like the moving boxes. I think boxes. their harmonies are great. Yeah. 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 I'm just like to hear it in the car somewhere. I'm like, meh. doesn't do it what for you. Well, it's not, it's not <laughs> what? Like, outwardly funny. Is outwardly mm. funny. Is everyone's a little bit racist? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yep. Everyone's so a little funny. bit racist. Which the song mm. in itself is racist. It's just beautiful. It's so funny. <laughs> Followed by the internet is for porn with all the boys and Kate. Yeah, it's a really really fun one. And this is mainly Kate trying to say the internet is for lots of other things. things. Yeah. All trying, these beautiful trying things. Trying to sing a song about the internet and Trekkie interrupting by constantly ringing in with for porn. Saying you sent me a beautiful e-card. But what did he do after that? <laughs> oh, that moment yeah. so good. Ew! <laughs> uh, Mixtape. Which again is uh, Kate and Princeton. That's the mixtape that she feels like she's the only one getting. Turns out everyone's getting one. Oh, okay. A song that is really quick and short, but I love it. And it's sung by Brian. Is I'm not wearing underwear today. This is Brian's big solo moment. Big solo moment, and it's that's over it. in 15 seconds. Woo-hoo. Short and sweet, though. Yeah. yeah. Would you get it 15? Well, you can do 12 seconds legally. Just cut it right off to oh, the end. All right. Sing it fast. Let me get this kind of. I'm not wearing underwear today. No, I'm not wearing underwear today. Not that you probably care much about my underwear. Still, nonetheless, I've got to say that I'm not wearing underwear today. And that's time. Okay, oh, thank you. Oh, so close. <laughs> what <are> you love? <laughs> uh, followed by special, which is Lucy the Slut. Do you want to feel special? Great song. I love singing that song. Um, you can be as loud as the hell you want. This is the second contender yeah, for Zane's favorite song in the show. It's very fun. Yeah. It's just so and there's so much happening. Yeah, yeah. Mainly it's sung dirty. by Gary Coleman. Mainly sung by Gary. Mm. It is one of the songs that you're like. I'm slightly uncomfortable watching <laughs> this. But at the same I time, wasn't. I wasn't at all when I first saw it. I was just like, yes, let's see more puppet sex, which is a gross thing to say out loud. I don't, I don't think I said it out loud. Imagine that, like in the audience. In yes, the more puppet sex. Gross. Just this one little voice. And how does that compare to doing it? 
Oh, I had no idea what you were talking you about. You didn't feel comfort- uncomfortable watching it. Doing it, I feel uncomfortable no, doing, it? doing it every single night was great because you like Hold you know that you have the audience in the palm of your yeah. hand. You're like, I'm gonna mess with you so bad. <laughs> like this is this is the walkout moment. If this yes. if this is too much, yes. the audience will leave. Well, After this, they're yeah. all in. I've you... done that with my grandma in the audience. So I'm like, <laughs> it's all good. You were the Princeton I saw. Mm. Thanks for making me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. I do it again. <laughs> <Anytime>. <laughs> Um, fantasies come true comes next with Rod, Kate, Nikki, and Princeton. I often forget that Kate and Princeton are in this song because they're off to the side and they're like just a teeny tiny part of the focus. Well, they f- uh, finish it, don't they? It, it kind yeah, of they transfers ends up to as them. a duet basically with Rod mm, and Kate. Yeah. yeah. Both it's, talking about how this could be their dream coming true. But this is really fun to watch the puppeteers do it because Rod and Princeton are traditionally played by the same person. Yeah. So he's doing dialogue for one character and singing as another character. With a different puppeteer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really cool moment. I loved all of those. There's probably only like two or three of those moments in the show and I was like, what is happening? We're making magic. <laughs> Theatre magic. It's so good. I, I never like noticed. This, yeah, yes. That's ideal. Yes. Certainly, um, there's a few places where the puppeteer swaps over, but there's only a couple of places where the puppeteer is voicing a character yeah. while they have the Which other I'd character Which I never on. noticed. And um, it's that moment for Princeton <sighs> yeah. and there's another moment with Kate and Lucy. I yep. knew that happened. Where, I'd seen yeah, that. She's got the Kate puppet Princeton. on but she does the Lucy voice for a bit. Mind um, blown. It's well, she fun. has a conversation with herself. You feel uh, yeah. very <laughs> schizophrenic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Oh, that is so cool. Nice and healthy. Um, coming towards the end of Act 1, we have my girlfriend who lives in Canada. Uh, <laughs> so nasal. So well, you fun. can't not finish that. I stopped so you can... Uh, where should get meet my girlfriend? <laughs> where does your girlfriend live? Canada. <laughs> in Canada. Oh, Nicholas. That's the word that I miss saying the most. Nicky. Um, and then cap off Act One on a slightly depressing note. We have "There's a Fine Fine Line" sung by Kate, which is and women in auditions everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> that is the go-to, isn't it? It is mm. so true, though. It's a good one. It's got a nice uh, belt moment right near sort of near mm. the end. Oh, it's so. handy to have in your repertoire if you <laughs> yeah. need it. Like you know, <laughs> feel good about pulling it out. <laughs> Whip it out. But when I you need actually, it, actually, um, I. I think it's an interesting choice that the writers made to put that in as the um, act one finale. Mm. Yeah. Because so much of the show has been like, and then you get this one moment just before interval where you get a little bit more real, real and some genuine feeling from a puppet, which is also slightly confusing. (laughs) But um, I, I feel like it's actually beautifully placed looking at it from the perspective of actually something is happening. There is tension in this moment. Please come back after interval. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's something this to is come very back clearly. Yeah. And it's not, not just the same jokes signals we're actually going to see more and mm. go get more depth in all of this in the second act. Mm. So it isn't a one trick Pony, is that yeah. the same? Sure, wow. Just as yeah, I said pony. it, I was like, is this a one-trick horse? No, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> the cheap version. I know things. Um, so, yeah, really interesting placement of that song and use of Very it. Very clever. In mm. the structure of the show. Mm. Yes. 
then when everyone's had their little pee break, act yeah. two. Yes, act two. Act two. Uh, starts with It Sucks With Me reprise with Princeton. And then, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah this is that bit. one. His sad little yeah. Sucks With Me song. Then there's Life Outside Your Apartment, which this is actually one of the contenders for one of my favourites. It's not my favourite, but it's pretty high up on my list. It's got a lot of fun bits in it. I think yeah, it's the again, harmonies yeah. that get me. Yeah, and it's good doing like a big ensemble number again, yeah. like you got the whole gang back. Yeah. It's fun. Then The More You Rub Someone. <laughs> Christmas Eve <laughs> solo. It's <Rub laughs> amazing. Followed by my favourite, Schadenfreude. I think yeah, it's the this German is the other one. Like <laughs> yeah. So Schadenfreude is Gary. Gary and, and Nikki. Nikki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically saying, Nikki, everything is wrong and you look pathetic and you're very sad, but we're all getting enjoyment out of seeing you suffer. <laughs> because it's not us. <laughs> well, that's not very nice. <laughs> it's Poor Nikki. <laughs> um, I wish I could go back to college. Kate, Nikki and Princeton. This I, is my favourite harmonies. Oh, in the show. it's another skip for me. Always yeah, I, I'm the same. It. One of my the my favourite moments in the show. Mm. Seeing those three characters really have that. I wish it was as simple and fun as Sesame Street makes it. Yeah. Yeah, and it does have some beautiful harmonic moments when the three of them are all singing together. Actually, maybe you've really sold lovely. it to me because I'm just like, yeah, that is like. The and crux was, moment where yeah. they're like, it's not like we were fed, we're not special, where we don't, like, it's not going to be easy at all. Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, great. I like it. <laughs> it was also one of my favourite lighting states. <laughs> well, I didn't see that. So yeah. how was, anyway, I'm not going to ask how. <laughs> I'm a source. Because, because um, it's one of the points where you use that second layer of the centre of the set. Oh. When, because Kate's on the balcony of the Empire State Building. Oh, oh yeah. I feel like I didn't do this show. I can't remember and any Nikki's, of this. Nikki's on the street and Princeton's in the hospital. Oh, yeah. And, I think yeah. I blocked this one out because I was just like, the harmonies are very high and they're scaring me. <laughs> I do seem to remember the three of you panicking a little about that moment. Yeah. 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 Uh, we continue on to the money song, Nikki, Princeton, Gary, Brian and Christmas Eve. Give us money. Not- Let's do it. Give us your money. I was pretty you got in the um, QPAC version that came around that Nikki hit me up for money. I was like, okay. But I think that would have been the reprise. Yeah. Surely that was the reprise. little fourth wall moment, that one. I'm like, I touched a puppet. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have School for Monsters, Trekkie Monster and Company. (laughs) Thank you. What were you just doing? I can't can't do the Trekkie voice. It's hard. School. Oh, yeah, but he can't do that. I don't know how people sustain that for a season. For a full run. Yeah. Uh, the Money Song reprise. Then we go to There's a Fine Fine Line reprise. What Do You Do With the BA in English reprise? Which is sung by a newcomer, reprise. not Princeton. That and looks then... very similar to Princeton. Very similar. <laughs> then we have For Now with the whole company, which is pretty. I, like I love now. that song. It's very jolly. It's back to the... Um, Sesame Street theme, mm, yeah, kind of. So I used to listen to this song when I I've had a lot of dead end jobs that I hated, and I used to listen to this one when I drove my car to work, parked, <laughs> and I had about ten minutes before I had to go through the door. So I just sat, listened, and Aww. cried. Literally, Aww. I was like, oh, "It's only for now. Just get through it." <laughs> Pretty sad, but relatable. That's made me so sad. 
there's the heart of the episode, guys. Wow. Tune in uh, next episode to see if there's any heart. Oh. <laughs> Let's move on. I feel subconscious. Okay, move on quickly. So we're going to talk about casting now. And casting for this show is really interesting because there's double casting situations going on. So you've got human cast, puppeteers who do many puppets each. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Mostly two puppets and then you've got like second hands and things like that. And yeah. and boxes. So <laughs> it's not actually very well documented who the like other hands were in in the in the cast. So just to be clear, uh, some of the puppets are rod puppets, which are more like if you think about like Kermit or Bert and Ernie on... Which means that they have a rod connected to one or both of their hands. Hands and a hand up making the mouth. Yes, yes. up the and torso. <laughs> up the... <laughs> Just up the... Still not great. Up the clack. It's just I in the it. hole. <laughs> uh, but there are two two-handed puppets, yeah. Nikki and Trekkie, who are usually puppeteered by the same actor or voiced by the same actor. Voiced by the same actor. And yeah. that mm. would have the primary actor would be doing the mouth and one hand and there's another actor just standing next to them doing the, the other hand. hand. Which is pretty <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Uh, so they have to work very much in sync. But, yeah, as you say, because they're not they're not the primary character actor, yeah, yeah. it's not well documented who those No, those and so are. they would usually also do things like the boxes, that scene yeah. with Princeton, mm. and the various other, other puppets that come in throughout. Like, um, Mrs. Thistletwat. Thistletwat. <laughs> the Bad Idea Bears. Mrs. Bad Butts Idea Bears. For the school version. Um, uh, so, so it's not documented in like the, the breakdown is that what you mean for like the production team? If you if you just go onto like the Wikipedia page or mm. something like that, it won't list all the other people in the. It's production. only got the named roles so which because is, they're the oh, right. they're regarded as ensemble, I guess. Right, uh, they're really treated like uh, not performers. They're treated like backstage mm. or stage hands. What like, is, is it really? That's really weird no. because they do voice at at points and stuff but yeah it's really strange so there there is a miss thistletwat bad idea bear credit yes given out but second hands and whatever aren't usually now i know that there was a cast of 11 no 10 is 10 or 11 uh, 10 on or broadway 11. yeah Sounds but right. on, there are, there are only seven credits Weird. Yeah. just saying i would love to be like an uncredited mrs thistletwat she is so much fun I would go in just to be thistle twat. <laughs> She's a hidden gem. She's mm. amazing. Yep. She she does have some great lines and, and oh, it is just so it's funny. one of those roles is like you needed to be there for five minutes twice and then you're gone. And she gets yeah. so much applause. I also think it's amazing that like the type of puppet really makes the the character. Like Mrs. Thistle Twat is a a live hands yeah. character, so you can see her holding the phone sort of thing. And I feel like she would not be as funny. If she was like Rod. Because those um, real hand puppets show so much more expression and they can do all like the little things that the other ones can't. So I just think that's amazing that like the, the type of puppet that it is determines how funny or influential or like the, the status that a yes. character will have. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I think Trekkie is a hand puppet because, because it makes him creepier. And mischievous. It also yeah. just makes him... Bigger and wider. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because you have to, he has to be wide enough to incorporate two people yeah. in his yeah, makeup. Yeah, exactly. I'm unsure why Nikki's 
two-handed. You're unsure? Yeah. Why is Nikki I think it's because of the classic much. Bert and Ernie because uh, Ernie was always yeah. live hand, so they're just like paying a bit of right. homage maybe, yeah. possibly. Homage? You know what I, I, I honestly think I think that's exactly right. Yeah. Because Ernie is a hand uh, puppet. Never noticed. There you go. You you, once you do the show, you you watch Sesame Street and you get is it's you, it's ruined forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All you can see is puppets and how they're doing it. Yeah. Pretty um, much. So Broadway. Let's go Broadway. Princeton Rod, John Tataglia, uh, fantastic. Mm. Uh, Kate Monster, Lucy the Slut, Stephanie DeBruzzo. Uh now she's gone on to do a million other things. Uh so we've spoken about her, like, I think, like, four different Mary times. Mary Faber we have, but not Stephanie DeBruzzo. Not Stephanie DeBruzzo? No, Mary Faber we have spoken about many, many, many times. Fine. Well, I will look her up once, <laughs> once I finish looking through all this and I will get back to you. Uh, Nikki and Trekkie and Bad Idea Bear 1, uh, Rick Lyon. And then, and he is also the creator of yeah. the puppets. Yes. He's the original yeah. puppet maker and the one who... Uh, was, was most company. heavily responsible for teaching everybody else how to puppeteer. Because did he come from Jim Henson or Sesame Street that well? Because I know a few of the original cast members did. Was he one of them? Uh, I think he was trained by them. That's I don't think pretty he, cool. Yeah, I don't think he was working with them because yeah. Henson's didn't have anything to do. Yeah, and directly. They made that very clear. They're like, yes. no, <laughs> no, not us. Uh, so, and the puppets. Well, I don't think we have mentioned it yet. The puppets. Uh, the Broadway puppets were worth about $10,000 $10, yeah. each. And they took 120, so, hours, 120 to make. hours to make. 120 hours to make. And Rick Lyon and his Holy company, Majority. Lyon Puppets, yeah. made yeah. them. Sorry, I'm just reading here about Lyon Puppets, which is the name of his troupe. There is a photo Would eventually here. bring him from Sesame Street to films like Men in Black and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Mm. And he worked yeah. on cent- Comedy Central's television show, Crank Yankers. Oh, he's got such a cool job. I want his life. That is amazing. There's just photos just of give him a call, Jack. Yeah, great. Sure. Of him on Google. <laughs> hey. One, he is holding Kermit. Oh. And another, he's holding uh, Ernie. See, I never class myself as a puppeteer, ever. It's just something that I've fallen, my- fallen into and I've just had a go. But then when I hear something like that, I'm just like, you got a cool life, man. I yeah. want that life. It's so cool. What an awesome dude. Yeah, he's got a really interesting um, background. Look it up. Look him up. Ooh. Rick Lyon. Look, I'll, I, I will I'll, we'll put some links in the show notes. Yeah. You can do some extra reading. Gary Coleman was originated by Natalie Venetia Belkin. Now, that's Broadway. That is not the original not the workshop. workshop. I could not find her name anywhere. Do really? you know what it is, Miranda? I'm going to check for you. I just found out. The Chicky Babe, I think it was Kate Monster, original Kate Monster. She plays, She works at Disneyland now. Oh. Yeah. Stephanie DeBruzzo. Yeah. Finding Nemo the Musical. Oh. Aw. Oh, bless. I mean, Sheldon and Deb, that's a steady income. I'm not mad. Yeah, right. Is that a puppet show? Huh. Yeah, giant puppets. Oh, okay. Like big bird puppets. Yeah. Oh, wait, I've seen it. Okay, <laughs> cool. Just blocked that out, apparently. Uh, Christmas Eve by Anne Harada, Brian Jordan Gelber. The original Brian is my pick. Now, having played okay. Brian, I did some research into the different Brians. He's my pick. Okay. Um, <laughs> Why is that? Well, he is just the jolliest. Like, Brian... Yeah. 
needs to be... <sighs> to... Cynical Santa? No, he needs to be the opposite. If he's cynical yeah. at all, then it kind of makes it really dark and depressing. And you don't <laughs> like any time he sits out on stage, just like, oh, it's just Brian. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, Jolly is the way to go. Would you like to hear the story about casting of Gary Coleman? Please. Huzzah. Uh, from the words of Marks and Lopez themselves. And... <laughs> They're explaining that uh, when Avenue Q was a television pilot, they had thought that Gary Coleman playing himself would be super awesome. <laughs> um, the same way celebrities guest starred on Sesame Street. They yeah. talked to him on the phone. Um, Marx says, and he said he was totally interested in doing it, so we set up a lunch meet with him. He made us wait in the lobby for hours and hours and just never came out, oh. so we left. That's <laughs> really rude. That's really awkward. <laughs> Who never got in touch with us again. When we ended up doing the show in the theatre, we thought again of using him, but it would have thrown the balance off. People would have been gawking. We didn't know if he could sing, so instead we of using a short black man who looks like him, we, which we thought would be kind of creepy, we decided to go for the opposite and get a tall white woman. In the same way that the puppets are abstractions of people, using a woman makes the character an abstraction of Gary Coleman. It shows that we're not trying to fool anybody. It's a little wink to the audience that shows we're being playful. For early readings, Gary Coleman was played by a white woman named Amanda Green. Ah. Amanda Green. But for the Vineyard Run which was their first off-Broadway stint. The creators auditioned men and women of all ethnicities. The one they liked the most was an African-American woman, Natalie Venetia Belkin. Yep, so that that she went to Broadway. Mm, Right. And then uh, Jennifer Barnhart played Mrs. Thistletwad and Bad Idea Bear too. And secondhand. She was a secondhand, was she? Yeah, for both Trekkie and Nikki. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so the original London cast, uh, I don't recognise any of these names, so jump in if you do. Uh, John Robbins, Princeton Rod, Julie Atherton, Kate Monster and Lucy the Slut, uh, Simon Lipkin for Nikki Trekkie Bad Idea Bear One, uh, Giles Torreira, Gary Coleman, uh, Anne Harada, uh, yeah, so the same Christmas Eve. Yeah, I was going to say that's, <laughs> that name sounds familiar. <laughs> uh, Sion Lloyd is. Brian, I, I I don't think it's pronounced Sion. Probably, I it must. I might sure. be Sean. I have no idea. And Claire Foster <laughs> yeah. as Mrs. T and Bad Idea Bear too. So those are the big ones. But like this, this musical has been staged in like twenty different countries. Mm-hmm. I think so. I won't go through all of those Australian different cast? ones. Uh, I couldn't find the Australian cast. <gasps> Not the original one or the 2016. It was Mitchell Butel, wasn't it? Yes. Who played, who is Prince my Rush. hero. Yeah. yeah, he's amazing. Um, and I I don't know. I think people down south saw him. Pardon me, I'm knocking my microphone. People down south saw him in lots of other stuff prior to that. Mm, but mm. Um, it was one of the, the first things that I saw him in that toured up here. Yeah. To yep. the beautiful Sunshine stage. <laughs> uh, so sort of exposed him to yeah. other people. <laughs> no. Avenue Q exposed him to me. <laughs> what a lovely time it was. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, it's been interesting to follow him since. Hmm. So uh, made a lot of friends on Avenue Q here, abroad, the Broadway, the off Broadway. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 
Is that a question? I was wondering. You made a lot of friends. We've just we've made a lot of friends. Mm, mm, Jack mm-hmm. and I became friends. That's right. Zane and I became friends. Julie was there. I watched. (laughs) Watched us all become friends. Uh, So let's talk about who else we might like to become friends with on Avenue Q. Okay, so we've got some interesting casting things to look at. Let's start with our three human characters Christmas Eve. Christmas Mm -hmm. Eve. Christmas Eve. Brian and Gary Coleman. I'd like to see... um, Who would I like to see play Gary Coleman? (gasps) I I was thinking, you know, from The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Titus. Oh, yes. Yes, I think that would be funny. A little bit of sass injected into Gary Coleman. A bit more. A bit more sass. Yeah. Just a touch more. I would like to see him play Mrs. T, Bad Idea Bear 2. Ooh. (laughs) I think... (laughs) I think that would be too much, just... No. Too much. Never too much. Too much? No. No. Oh, no. Can he, he could play all three, couldn't he? One man show. They're never, <laughs> they're never on at the oh same God. time. Well, I don't even it's know his real name. I've just called him cast. Titus. <laughs> anyway, all right. Titus. Does he have a real name? No. no. Maybe that is his real name. Um, <laughs> what? I was thinking, except I can't remember his real name. I can only think of his rap name. What? Okay. What? Childish Gambino. Um, I don't remember his actual name. For what character? For um, Gary. Coleman, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gary Coleman. He's in Community as well. He plays Troy. Oh, yes. Donald Clover. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I only knew his gangster name. So <laughs> about what, what about for Brian? Yes. It, it's, it's, it would be weird because he's such a very specific type already. But totally against the weird white guy, Aziz Ansari. I'm sorry, did you say what? Yeah, yeah. I guess that? so. Aziz Ansari. He's, yeah. he's Parks and Rec. Yeah, the Tom Haverford. I never got into it. Oh. You're broke. I know, I'm awful. You broke. Uh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can kind. Of, yeah, yeah, I can see the like hopelessness <laughs> that yeah, um, Aziz Ansari could bring through, but not maybe not definitely not the physicality. Of what Brian is. No, 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 no. Brian doesn't necessarily have to be anything. Oh, that was an interesting tidbit we missed in casting. 33 ish. So, Brian is based on a guy called Brian (laughs) who auditioned for the role of Brian. Oh, my. And didn't get it. (gasps) Oh, no. Does he know this? Yeah. Is he getting royalties from this? It's one of the great funny stories about Avenue Q. Oh, whoa. That the writers wrote this character based on their their friend, Brian, who he did the workshops. He did the workshops. workshops. Then he auditioned for the and didn't didn't get it. That's amazingly sad. I mean, if you want to buy into what traditionally Brian is, like Seth Rogen. Guys, if you ever do that to me, I will come and get you. <gasps> well, I'd like mm. to see Brian, the original Brian. Yeah, yeah. he deserves a shot. Yeah, yeah he might be back. a bit old now. Bring him back. All right. Well, do we Christmas Eve? Gary Coleman. Christmas Eve is hard for me. Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve is hard because she does need to be Asian. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it, it's really hard. There, there are very not few... always apparently. <laughs> well, there's um. She was in Waitress. Kimmy. 
Kimmy, what is her last name? Yep, I'm just going to go with Kimmy. That's why I didn't give you the last name. <laughs> okay. Kimmy from Kimmy Waitress. Kimmy Kiko. Good one. Kiko. Kiko. Nope. Kiko. 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 She's now in Orange is the New Black. She's got a great voice. Oh, she's she can, got an amazing voice. And I think she'd be hilarious. Okay, But she's done. also very funny in Waitress. Done. We'll take and it. Done. And Gary we'll Coleman, Wanda Sykes. I want to see Wanda Sykes. Oh, yeah. cool. Oh, my goodness. Go with that one. Titus, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> that's Titus. amazing. That's why I put Titus somewhere else because I really yeah. want Wanda Sykes. That's that's a, okay, what about our puppeteers? A, uh, I think for at least Rod, I'm sure he could do Princeton as well, but Hank Azaria I think would be yeah. real yes. cool that, and real funny. Why haven't we yeah. seen that yet? Why is that not a thing yet? Be so funny. He works so much. He does so many movies still? every year. I know, like still, yeah. really? Yeah. He voices a lot of things. Because I just imagine yeah. his character from Birdcage as Rod. <laughs> 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 Get that accent in there. In like the short shorts again? Like, oh, could that be a thing? Please. Little as, black short as, shorts. As Kate and uh, Lucy the Slut, I think Sarah Silverman. I don't <gasps> know if she can sing, mm. but that. That voice, I think, would be perfect for both. I would even funny. like Kate McCoochie, is it? Kate? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would like her and her cutie, patootie little voice. Mm. <laughs> uh, what about... Nikki Trekkie. Nikki Trekkie. Yeah. Mm. Nikki Trekkie. Because he really can be anyone that can do that voice. Harvey Feierstein. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but still dressed as Edna Turnblad. <laughs> Great. Not distracting like at all. I like the amendments we're putting in. But and on that note, I think we've done the whole show pretty much. What about yeah. Princeton? Yeah, no. Oh, Princeton. Princeton, Princeton Rod, Rod. Same. Hank is Hank, Hank will do both. Do it. He could do it. Yeah, he'll yeah. just do both. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Got it covered. Yeah. Yeah. Harvey Feierstein. I'm... You're my favourite, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's going to (laughs) work. All right, let's move on to top fives. So what type top five lists are we going to put Avenue Q on? Top five musicals with puppets, has to be. He always does this. I just always do it. The most Um, obvious one, right at the start. Best, Best sex scenes. I think top five sex scenes. Sex scenes Mm -hmm. in a musical. Mm -hmm. Top five mentions of porn. Yeah. I can't think of any other. (laughs) Look at it win. Mm. I'm putting it number one for now. Sure. (laughs) Until I can think of a pornier. Top five monsters. Monster characters. Yep. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Done. There's also Audrey, Audrey too. Oh, yeah. That's the only That's one what I, I can think of. I don't, I, I don't know how many others there are. Um, bad Boy. Of course. Yeah. Bad Boy. There you go. There we go. There's three. That's There's a three list. still done. Uh, that's almost five. <laughs> uh, would we go top five featuring the Empire State Building? <sighs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Escutia. 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 Oh, top five with a German based song. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Cabaret. It's winning a lot of that's <laughs> a list. I think there's a lot of German based songs. Sound of music. But is it in the top five? Shroud and Freud. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, top, it's in my sure. top five. Yeah. Why not? I'm gonna put Let's it put there. it there. Yeah. A top five Some double kind of cast Nazi musicals. Worm. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where one person plays like two main characters. Mm. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> Just a little throwback <laughs> to the last one. <laughs> we'll be doing the rest of the episode in a in German accent. German Very accent. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think top five. Some. Would it be in the top five of most swears? Potentially. Swears. 
It's got I a lot so. of beep yeah. and effort. So. There's a lot. Yeah, probably. Definitely most amusing. Mm. Yeah. There aren't many other musicals that I think use swear words as a punchline. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, this one's quite creative with its little swears. Yes. Yeah. I believe so. <laughs> um, ooh. Uh, I'm out. Top five musicals that feature rats. a slot. Oh. <laughs> slutty rats. Slutty rats. <laughs> Amazing. Do you oh, yeah, want to feel special? No, let's go with sluts. And rats. It can make both lists. It's fine. Those two words together, I've never noticed, but they're awful together. <laughs> Slut, rat. Ooh, a rat. I think we all now have a new swear. Ooh. Right. All right. Are we putting what an explicit that? tag on this? Yeah, I know. Oh, Whoops, sorry. I Top I five. Avenue no, Q was always going to happen. You started that. I, I was just talking about the character name. Let's Lucy make this slut. clear. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I am the guest. Uh, what, what about uh, top five musicals based on a on a on a street location? Sure. Yeah. Forty second Sunset Boulevard, Forty uh, Second Street Avenue Q. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there, there are a few out there. What about yep. street titles? Mm. Top five inanimate objects singing. Well, oh, because you've got Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. yeah. Pretty animated, though. If we don't go... Moving Boxes. Yeah. That's what yeah. you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 If we don't count cartoon musicals, we're pretty safe. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, would we go guy. as far as top five parodies? I know we like to put a lot of things on that list. Hmm. But it's a very clear well, parody of one subject. Well, there's like one other one that's there. Like, give me an example. Parody musical. Zane? <laughs> uh, fellowship, musical, musicals, and musical. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. There, there, there are a fair few. I think this is probably best parody musical in the sense that it is a great musical that also happens to be a parody. Mm. Mm. I would put it on that list, yes. Yeah. Cool. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> uh, ooh. No. Suspense. No. Come on. Are we moving on? Uh, top five surprise wins at the Tonys. Uh, Controversial wins at the Tonys. Yeah. 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 Underdog all the way. Yeah. And if anyone's interested in seeing a little bit more about that story, there is uh, a, what would you call what it? Is like that? a mini that, series or, yeah. What's it called or something. Again? What was it called? Yeah. This is helpful the, information the for to, everyone. The Road to Broadway. Yeah. And it like, what it we'll follows, do is you will find a link. And then we'll put it on the thing. Oh, Uh, we just got very excited. (laughs) And Zane's like, no. (laughs) Uh, Which follows quite a few different shows in that same year from their development through to the Tonys. Um, So it follows the um, Avenue Q, Carolina Change, Wicked. There's something else. What's his name? The singer. Rosie O'Donnell directed it. uh, Is it that one? Yeah. Boy George. Boy George musical. What was that called? Taboo! Taboo. (laughs) From the mystery voice of the corner. Uh uh, Who we'll be featuring on next week's episode. Anyway, so we'll put the link on that. That's a really interesting story. But, um, yeah, you get to see all about the development of the show. The writers talk about it a lot. And then you get to see them win the Tony. I'm going to watch that again. Do it. Hmm. Okay. Before you do that, though, let's talk about all the lessons that we've learned from Avenue Q. (laughs) 
Avenue Q has taught us so many lessons. It is, after all, an educational piece of entertainment. So, what did you learn, Jack? <laughs> um, I think it sums it all up in the last song, pretty much. That, like, you know, well, actually, before that, what I was saying before, we're not special. You know, we can't just do anything that we want to. It's going to be hard and our options are very limited in life, especially depending on where we come from and, you know, how much money we earn and all that sort of stuff. So in the end song, it sort of gives us hope and we're like, you know what, all that aside, it's going to be okay because we're all in the same boat. No one knows what they're doing, but it's going to be fine because that's life. You know, and as like, as awful as that is, it's also uplifting, I think. Can I... I took away... That life is only what you make it. Yeah. So you're not looking for a purpose. Mm-hmm. You take the purpose that you find. That's nice. Which is the monster story school. Hmm. I learned that if you throw a penny from the Empire State. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true, actually. What? what yeah. Did they debunk that? Yeah, they debunked it. <sighs> so it's not it, fun. Would, it would hurt, but it probably it wouldn't kill would anyone. Would it put you in a coma, though? Because that's not, what it no. did to Lucy. No, it, 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 if, you, if it hit your head, you would it would hurt, but it probably wouldn't do any like real damage. All right, well, well what that. else did you learn? <laughs> Everyone is a little bit racist. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, there I, is a fine, fine line. Between pleasure and pain? Yeah. I learned the meaning of schadenfreude. <laughs> I learned how to spell schadenfreude. <laughs> do it. S-C-H-A-D-E-N-F-R-E-U-D-E. Yay! <laughs> I learnt that if you find a young, hopeful man on the street and sleep with him, maybe one day he'll buy you your dreams. Damn. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we went there. That is great. We went there. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> great. Of all the things. Um... <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> oh, there are so many lessons. No one has a girlfriend in Canada. No one. No matter That's how. I, I know one person. Oh, no. No, I know. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Take that, Avenue Q. <laughs> oh, and yeah, mixtapes. What did I learn about that? I, that just popped into my head. What did you learn about mixtapes? About mixtapes? Yeah. Um, well, Sometimes apparently. they can be misinterpreted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the walrus. There was, there was that bottomed girl? Yeah. <laughs> Yellow submarine. There was what Billy Joel on mean? there, so I would have taken it. Anything with a bit of Billy Joel on, I'd be happy with. <laughs> Done. Well, I, I think we all smile. we all had it confirmed that the internet is in fact for porn. Yeah, I was I wasn't entirely sure, but now I definitely know it well, is. Well, it's now for porn and Podcasts. Mm. Yeah. So. Mm. <laughs> two um, uses. We can work on something that combines the two, I'm sure. I think we just did with your answer from before <laughs> about the young man. Uh, yeah, by the time this comes out, there will be a podcast called And Then They <laughs> That's uh, very true. There will be. Will is on the network, so <laughs> I think that counts. <laughs> is it art imitating life or life imitating oh, art? I really hope Ooh. not. I, I hope that it's neither. <laughs> Some of the stories that come on later. Yeah. Uh, So last call, last call. What have we learned? Avenue Q. Um, Humor can trump the serious art that is wicked. (laughs) And also to get like serious messages across. I think you always have to use humor to like push the boundaries and grow. In any way, shape, or form. That got heavy, but I think that is very true. Edutainment works for adults as well as children. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. 
<laughs> um, I think I, I think I, I think adults just call it satire. I also no, it's entertainment. <laughs> it's been coined, and I'm using it. All right. Um, I learned how to puppeteer. That's true. I, All three I learned of us things learned. like the importance of eyeline. Mm-hmm. As a puppeteer, yeah. which now when I see people puppet things in shows like Avenue Q. You're an immediate critic. I am so <laughs> critical. <laughs> I had the best cast who really concentrated on getting all of the the minute details right. So thank you, Jack. I learned that Jack's pretty awesome. Ah, stop it. <laughs> You're okay too, though. <laughs> when I'm wearing underwear. Well, well. um... Let's leave it there. Where do we go from here? (laughs) We don't. Thank you, Jack, for coming and Thanks, talking Jack. to us all Thank about you for having that. Me. It was fun. Yay! I got very nostalgic, actually. Oh, it was sweet. Yeah, it was. Thank you very much. <laughs> and if our listeners want to get a little bit more Jack Kelly in their life, yeah. where Thank would yes. they find you? Mm, I've recently ventured into the uh, fun but also scary when you're starting out world of YouTube. I've been wanting to do it for about seven years now. Now is the time. So if you'd like to tune in and watch me be silly, you can type in Jack Kelly to YouTube. I'm not the first one that comes up, uh, <laughs> which is very helpful. Maybe type in Brisbane or actor or makeup tutorial or boyfriend tag, any of those things, and my face might pop up for you. So We'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, so you won't have that. to like, you <laughs> filter through all, until all you, the Jack Kelly. Until you find that voice. Uh, that it's heard. hard days, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the clips are funny. I recommend them. Thanks. The makeup tutorial was especially. <laughs> Thanks. Talk about edutainment. I'm right? thinking of doing a puppet one actually, so I might do oh, that. Good. Yeah, that'll be fun. Good. Do you own a puppet? I do. One of the orange fuzzy ones that we <gasps> practice with. Wow. Oh, I guys. have a couple puppets if you want to borrow them. Yeah. I will do that. Yeah. Here's yep. a selection. Great. Mm. I also uh, need wigs as well. Anyway, that's another story. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. And if you would like a little bit more of the rest of us in your lives, um, you can feel free to check out that's not crownandproductions.com slash MTMEIK. That's us. But you can also find all of our associated podcasts there on the website. If you would like to hear the Cats episode and various other exciting bits. Well, speaking of puppets, what? Our first Patreon exclusive episode was what musical should be cast with the Muppets. <gasps> that was fun. Yeah. And so that's out there for our patrons to uh to I heard about to. that. Patron only episode. <laughs> that's a good one. And if you go to patreon.com slash musicals taught me everything I know, throw us a few bucks a month and uh, you too will be able to find out all about Muppet musicals. <laughs> Uh, and cats, and a secret, a secret other one. episode, and uh, some more fun stuff coming your way. Check us out on Facebook at uh, Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. You can tweeter us. Is that it? Is that the term? Tweeter. Tweeter. On the tweeter. You can tweeter us on the tweeter at <laughs> Musicals Teach Me, or you can send us a lengthy email, Musicals Taught Me <laughs> the podcast <laughs> at gmail.com, and Julie will reply to you. She has promised that she would do so. <laughs> we believe her. Uh, I will do it. I'm sending true. one tonight. You have to reply. And after you Watch send out. Julie the lovely e-card, you know what you need to do. Uh, you need to go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Or I suppose you could do that on whatever podcasting app you choose to use. I made a rhyme, guys. 
Well I'm done. So Lyricist. Yes. <laughs> Take that, Stephen Sondheim. Whoa. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I got too excited. I'm actually getting excited about our next episode. We're going to talk Sondheim next week. Talk Sondheim. Woo! It's going to get pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> lyrical is what it's going to get. It's it's lyrical. Get very lyrical. lyrical. And rhythmic. <laughs> uh, so join us next week for some more musicals fun. My name is Miranda Selwood. My co host. I'm Zancy Weber. Zach Efron. Oh, oh, Julie Eisenberg. Oh, oh, so we almost close. missed him. We almost missed him. I know we did. Oh. Princeton, definitely. Yeah, oh, we, yeah. we can never Bad get Bad idea there one at best. <laughs> Ricky. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay, oh. and thank you, of course, to Jack Kelly for joining us today and sharing your Avenue Q wealth of knowledge. Thank you for having me, guys. It was lots of fun. Okay, so okay. <laughs> well, thank you, audience. Bye. 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 James and Riley, how you going? Oh, I'm very well, thank you, Curtis. What's thank- up? Oh, mate, I'm just, we're doing a promo now, right now for our new podcast. Well, what's it called? It's called Unfeatured Articles. Well, what do we do? What do we do? Thank you for asking, Riley. We look up every week the weirdest that Wikipedia has to offer. We dive into the comedic trenches of that website and find pure gold, baby. Pure sexy gold. And we put it all on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcast. So please find us on Facebook, etc. Unfeatured articles. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.